People have gathered around ideas since the beginning of time, each successful collaboration pushing innovation forward, building a stronger future. Motorist Insurance Group and Brick Street Insurance have combined decades of experience to create an even better one-stop shop for agents and policyholders, encircling businesses and individuals with coverage at every step in life's journey. We are now in Cova Insurance. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Shake Them Ropes. Rob McCarran here, and thank you all for making us a part of your day. Today on the show, we are going to run down WWE Raw from this week, including all the craziness, all the segments featuring the same people over and over, and so much more. We'll also talk a little bit about Jeff Jarrett's announcement today that New Japan Pro Wrestling will be presented live on pay-per-view here in the United States. We're also going to talk about a little bit about the WWE Network's delay in the United Kingdom and some NXT and some others here on Shake Them Ropes. We'll also play your calls from our voicemail line. Remember, our voicemail line is always open on Skype at Let's Say Things. That's all one word, L-A-T-S-S-A-Y-T-H-I-N-G-S. Or the phone, 260-494-3811. You can call us anytime. So if a thought hits you and you just want to get it out there, Give us a call, leave a voicemail, and we will play it on the show in the future and discuss it. So Jeff Hawkins will be right back with myself here on Shake Them Ropes. We hope you enjoy it and have a great rest of your day. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Hello and welcome, everybody, to Shake Them Ropes. Rob McCarran here. Jeff Hawkins with us as usual. It's a brand new week, Jeff. How are you today? Bada bing, I'm the coolest guy on this thing. It's a good one. Thank you. Topical? That's new your... music? Is this new music? It's it's new music, I guess. Okay. It's <laughs> It's new in the fact that I haven't played it before. I, I hadn't heard it. I was like, okay. Yeah, it's music. I'm trying to get I all tr- this tech stuff going because I mo- I completely moved stuff around today again. Hmm. You know how that is, I guess. Feng shui it. Yeah, I mean, I wanted to rearrange things and... Feng shui, whatever. Trying to all get right. things sounding good and, and all that jazz. But yeah, I got some new music going. Cut myself in the process. <laughs> so let it be known to everybody. I cut myself, but that's only what I want to feel. No. Oh. That that's a reference, but I, I know it's a song. I can't quite place it right now. Wait, hold oh. on. Nope, can't place it. Is it? I just... <laughs> cut just myself saying. just to see how I... Oh, that's uh, Johnny... Uh, yes. Not, not Johnny Depp, Johnny Cash. Yeah. Cut myself today to, to see, see if, if I, I still feel. feel. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, that was good. Yes. Um, Thank you. I think we have a lot to talk about today. I think we have plenty. I think we have uh, quite a bit to talk about. We are uh, broadcasting live at shakethemropes.com. So if you're listening in the podcast version and you are looking for something to do around 6 o'clock on Tuesdays, you can catch us at shakethemropes.com. But we have uh, plenty to go into, including a winded WWE Raw from last night. <laughs> uh, we got a call on our voicemail line after Ooh. last week's show. So we'll... Yes. Uh, 
We'll get to that as well, talking about a theory that person has as far as the recent episodes of WWE Raw. And mm-hmm. we have women's dress choices to talk about on this Oh, week. do we? <laughs> Just a little bit. I have some... Are, are you uh, a big fan of women's fashion, Rob? No, I have some uh, healing to do, if you will. Some, some, not quite bashing, but some... Wow. Disappointment I have it, in people on Twitter. A- Will this be the misogynist part of the broadcast from you? No, this will be the bashing the misogynists. Oh, okay. Perfect. Part of the broadcast from me. Then, uh, or, yeah. Not I'll really, not really bad. I just have some words for those on Twitter. And now this British Twitter, what is this? Pro wrestling mag on Twitter saying, breaking news, Stephanie McMahon is pregnant. Well, first of all, no. Well, I should preface that by saying, Maybe she is, maybe she isn't. You certainly don't know. And oh my God, the amount of Twitter comments from people talking about Stephanie being pregnant based on one dress choice on one week of TV. After she's been on TV plenty of weeks before in different dresses, it's not like she's all of a sudden five months pregnant, people. Doesn't happen that way. You don't go from not showing at all to showing in two weeks. This is a thing? This is a thing that people are saying on my Twitter timeline on the Shake Them Ropes Twitter account like crazy. People on message boards because I I looked to see if this was a prevailing opinion. People on Reddit. Oh, Stephanie might be pregnant. Well, this explains why the the authority angle is going and why they might lose power because Stephanie's going to have to take time off. Look at that dress. She looked bigger. People get a thought in their head. All of a sudden, they're Encyclopedia Brown. Well, I didn't like. It's just a to <laughs> me. It's a small number of comments, so it doesn't matter. It was kind of funny and ridiculous to me. Like she makes one dress choice, and sure, it's not the most flattering dress. I didn't mind it. I thought she looked fine. She um, is a muscular woman, a woman in her mid thirties with breast implants. She's a little big. She, she looks fine. But, but let's not let's not let's not make it into into a Zapruder film, kids. Right, and I'm. Oh, she, there's just so many comments. Oh, she looks bigger. She might be pregnant. And then they're trying to put, you know, put that together and piece it together with the fact that they're doing this authority angle now at the main event of uh, Survivor Series. Like, oh, that's all coming together. She must be pregnant and she's about to pop. Like, come on, people. I mean, let's not let the dress overshadow the fact that she's a terrible actress. Oh, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> she's great. <laughs> but I'm I'm reading this one thing on Twitter from some British... Uh, Twitter account, and they seem to have a lot of followers. You say British with such contempt. I'd like to apologize to any fans. No, I love the I love the British, and we have quite a few listeners, surprisingly enough, from uh, the United Kingdom. I but don't. what? You're not surprised? No, I, I'm. I, I have my issues with a British gentleman. No, but I love the British people, but I don't One's even. A girlfriend of mine, so I'm not. No, that's a little. Okay. Yeah. Continue. But this Twitter account. Tries to play it off like this big story, guessing clearly, hoping that they're correct so they can claim to break the news. Breaking news, Stephanie McMahon is pregnant. Has Mike Johnson confirmed? Not that I know of. <laughs> not that I know of. Okay, I hope this is not the crux of the of our major conversation. No, I just, I just saw it recently. So like, I wanted to get to that because, oh my God, I just... I could not believe that this some, is a talking some dress, point. Some dresses don't 
wear well on certain body types. That's just one of them. So, I mean, she'll she'll make it up eventually, I believe, for you, Rob. Twitter account has 14,000 followers. Breaking news, Stephanie McMahon is pregnant. No, I'm not obsessed. There's the people that are obsessing, and I'm telling you right now. For all we know, she might be pregnant. I doubt it. It's not like she goes two weeks ago from being on TV and sleek to five months showing. It was a dress choice, people. And we know who the father is. So Yes, that we do. That but yeah, we can uh we can move on from the Stephanie McMahon talk. Uh well she'll be she she might get folded back into the talk, but for another reason. For how great she was last uh, night especially. Uh, uh-huh. If she hadn't already yeah. sealed my vote for best non wrestler, she certainly uh, added to her lead last night. I will tell you. What a great performance out of two individuals, Randy Orton, Stephanie McMahon. Randy I, Orton again, the star of Raw for like four straight weeks. You really thought that that Lana segment was excellent? It wasn't Lana's segment. The segments in between where Stephanie was browbeating Triple H to give up on Randy because she was right and she knew the trouble it would be. And Triple H just didn't want to let go of Randy Orton yet. And Stephanie telling her husband at the end, hey, dude, let it go. Mm. Okay. She was great on that show. The segment, what was the problem you had? With Lana Rusev and Stephanie McMahon from last night's Raw, it was just such a stilted conversation, and it was like it, it's that it's that Ed Wood style of filmmaking that they have, where they never really, you know, I think they just do it in one take, and then they just move on, and you're like, okay, do you not see how stilted and awkward this is right now? I thought Lana and Rusev were great in it. Stephanie was was the weak slot, well, Rusev that, but that's me. Rusev really didn't do anything; he just stood Doesn't there. Doesn't matter. He's awesome doing nothing because he's a presence. I can handle that. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah. I mean, Lana was the, she was conducting a business transaction. Yeah. I, I understand the nature of the so sketch. She's going to speak as her business self. She's not just going to go to Lana like, Hey broad, what's up? You want to no, join our I team? I know yo? that, but it's not that it's the delivery. It's the pauses. It's the, Ooh, I'm being dramatic here. You know, it, it was, it was a fine segment. It just wasn't great. <laughs> I mean, it got the point across, and I think, you know, in I, terms of Survivor Series going in, this is a one-match card, and it's supposed to be because it's free. Yeah, it's a free show. Uh, if that wasn't... I mean, we talked with our uh, show with Chris Harrington last week about uh, network going free. We also talked about the network going into the UK, and that didn't seem to happen last night. It's 20 minutes before it was scheduled. The WWE Network Twitter feed announced that the UK version of the network is delayed again. Yeah, that was uh, that's sorry a... for the UK folks. A lot of the people, probably the, some of the ones that are listening to this show in the UK, have found a way around it and have gotten the WWE Network, those who really want it. But for those who are waiting to do it the right way and waiting to go through WWE the correct way, or maybe just think that they can't get it yet, have to be pretty disappointed, and I hope at some point they get the network that they want, because if you're WWE right now, and there's people who actually want to subscribe to your network, you gotta get them a way to get it. I'm not even looking at it it. from that, I'm looking at it from a corporate perspective, where this is a major corporation planning an initiative that's, you know, that generates a lot of marketing, and then all of a sudden they yank it at the last moment. They, They just seem inept. Yeah. It's not the smoothest delivery, but let's face it here in the U S this network, while it wasn't up and running and then delayed for different areas, this network was supposed to happen in the U S in 2012 
and then 2013 and then it was pushed back to 2014 like we got a couple of years of delay i hope it doesn't last that long for the uk but you never know i don't think it will i I just think they decided that someone came in with money at the last minute so they'd listen to them tv over the top type thing yeah there's also uh the issue with Sky. Sky keeps telling people on Twitter, telling people in their community forums that it was all WWE's decision, nothing involving Sky, when all the signs point to Sky balking at WWE putting pay-per-views on the network for less than the uh, 17 pounds or 15 American that they charge, whatever it is. So there's, well, a lot of, there's still a lot of issues. It seems like the UK and Sky pay-per-view provider is uh, getting a little bit more touchy with wwe than the u.s pay-per-view providers were well it should be number one because i think the sky contract is relatively new the problem with the the problem with the u.s pay-per-view providers was that vince basically came in there with with his little powerpoint being all cocky and they told him to pound sand (laughs) yeah that's the difference is that is that sky is is like well we're making all this money and this is a new contract you need to pick up your half of the deal while the other companies were like, well, we don't really need you. Touchy subject. So that was Mm. some of the news that broke over the weekend. Uh, Some other news that broke last night on raw, John Cena did not appear. Mm -hmm. He wasn't even there for the live. There have been, uh, I think one week, maybe even a year ago. I don't know how recent it was where John Cena didn't appear on raw at all, but then came out for a post segment. So he was actually there for the people who bought tickets, but no, he wasn't at raw at all last night. That was something. And then the breaking news that Randy Orton, and it would be made clear on TV, Randy Orton is not advertised for the Survivor Series happening in St. Louis anymore. Doing a movie, right? Doing this movie, and apparently he's not going to be back for Survivor Series either. So that was... Uh, when get, curb, get curb stopped, get a movie. That's right. I, I, sh- I should get curb stomped. You, Maybe that'll... You get, better try to get curb stamped sometime soon. Get that movie career going. <laughs> but yeah. My movie career, yeah. In St. Louis, Randy Orton, not scheduled to appear... I still have to imagine. I, at this point, I'm going to hope he, he does something on the show. I'm thinking running. Some type of run-in. I don't know if they'll announce him. Like, hey, if he if he ends up having the day off from whatever they're no, doing. They, they won't announce him. He'll be a surprise. Be that surprise. But we talked about a little bit the lack of depth for Survivor Series last week. Mm-hmm. And now with Orton off of the show. And them putting all these main eventers or future main eventers, high mid-carders right now, into the main event match at Survivor Series, that undercard is going to be bare. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that. But let's get into this Raw last night and your main takeaways. To me, last night's Raw was a very long-winded show. About 40 minutes to go in the show, I could not believe that less than two and a half hours had gone by. It was getting very tiring for me. I think it was because we were seeing the same faces over and over again instead of each segment consisting of different faces on the show. We were seeing a lot of the authority. We were seeing a lot of Seth Rollins, a lot of Randy Orton. It went on for a long time. I'm not saying the show was subpar or anything like that. not saying it was great. It just felt like it went forever all to get to what was a very good main event segment with Randy Orton and Seth Rollins. And then the real main event of the show, Rusev and Sheamus, tapping on the network. After three three and a half hours almost. Your main takeaways from Raw this week. It's interesting because it felt a lot like an old Nitro to me in that 
we have this through line story where they're basically telling you that nothing matters until the main event. Um, and while I applaud them for having an overreaching arc, they still did a lot of the things that the WWE does wrong within that in terms of long winded interviews where they're not necessary and just things that are kind of, you know, extracurricular that aren't needed. Plus, uh, I lost my train of thought there for a moment. Well, so did Raw <laughs> last night. Raw last night lost oh, his train of thought. Oh, I know what there it was. was. And, and, and each little each little segment kind of mm-hmm. had its own, huh, type of moment to it where you're like, why are they booking it like that? I mean, I admire the overreaching arc in terms of storytelling, but, it, you know, it's clear that only the main event matters. The other stuff was so weird, and even the stuff relating to the main event was kind of weird in its own way in terms of the main Survivor Series match and how you're building that up. And plus you have, you know, you combine that with the WWE and Vince McMahon in particular's own image issues that always come out. I mean, the the, the Monday Night Football promo was weird because you're driving people there to the football game. McMahon comes out with his own little self. Remember he's self-made, even though he was given a territory by his father and he beat Ted Turner, even though Ted Turner has two running networks right now. And, you know, (laughs) and then he gets a boo pop for WCW, which is half of his network. And that killed me. That absolutely killed me that he, that he, he went after a boo pop for WCW and they consist of most of his archive on his network. Um, <laughs> you know, and just the little, the choices and matches and, and how they ended up. It it was weird. Oh, and no Daniel Bryan after, after getting major, major publicity in the mainstream. That, that was a baffling thing too. Yeah, I was a little it, surprised. I mean, we shouldn't I, be surprised because I, they I don't do it a lot. I, but... I wasn't surprised because I know, I know the, we know the drill now. If, if someone's coming to the WWE... They're tr- no matter if there's like some fifth guy on a third rate reality show, they're treated like a major celebrity. If WWE has to go to someone else, they're not gonna they're not gonna deal with it. See Jericho on Dancing with the Stars, Batista in Guardians of the Galaxy, The yeah. Rock in any movie just about that WWE had no financial interest in. Yeah, WWE didn't put Daniel Bryan with the Giants. It was kind of something that just uh, organically grew on its own, and then Daniel Bryan got involved on his own. So God yeah, forbid. they're not going to promote it. But if that's stupid, you know the just... Make a Wish stuff and the Bully Campaign stuff—that's their thing. So they'll they'll show vignettes all over their TV about the their Bills, superstars helping. But the with Bills that. came to the Buffalo Bills came to our show, so we're better than the NFL. Suck it. Yeah. Okay. I, I forgot that the the Colts and the Giants were playing when they made that reference. So I I turned Which, to check out what the score was oh, at that it was point. Terrible. Because sometimes <laughs> I actually get into the WWE shows and I forget what else is going on. But <laughs> thankfully, they reminded me that there was football going on, so I was appreciative of that. Uh, we have breaking news. Oh, do we? Very, very big breaking news, and it might play into our Survivor Series discussion. Oh. Sami Zayn is going to appear on main event tonight on the WWE Network. Nice. So they'll take him. Maybe Cena takes him on the team. Um, I He might appear on the team. They might just be putting some NXT stuff on the network to promote the NXT show. I hope or, they start but, yeah. putting him on Raw. 
Yeah, I, I do too. Yeah, start plugging this December show. Because we talked a little bit about Adrian Neville possibly appearing on Survivor Series, possibly as one of the team members. I still don't see that happening. Right. But this gives a little bit more credence to the thought that they might put someone from NXT or an NXT match on Survivor Series because it's the free month for new subscribers and give you a reason to look forward to NXT TakeOver on December 11th. Yeah, and 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 plus and plus the I think the Survivor Series thing it's going to be all your upper mid carders and your main eventers just to make it that top heavy. So I don't think any NXT people will be on there, but there might be a match on the card, which would be great. I think. Yeah, and I, I hope they do because it, it makes all the sense in the world. You want to promote this network. You want to put any Adrian Neville match, even if it's against like a Tyson Kid, um, who's kind of halfway between WWE and NXT right now. Any type of match puts over not only Adrian Neville, but makes you want to see this brand that's out there for those who might be unfamiliar with NXT. Uh, maybe, but I mean, did that Tyson Kidd match last night where he beat Sheamus via count out after no selling a move <laughs> make you want to watch NXT? No, but Tyson Kidd doesn't scream NXT to me. Putting Adrian okay. Neville in the ring with Tyson Kidd is going to scream NXT because hello, Fair. he's the NXT champion. Fair point. Yeah, I mean, I, you're not going to put Tyson Kidd against Justin Gabriel to promote NXT TakeOver. No, I'm, I'm just still right. no, I got just you. mad about that choice, among other things. There were a lot of matches on last night's show. <laughs> Some of them good. The show opened with Dean Ambrose and Cesaro. It was all right. Um, I wouldn't call it pay-per-view caliber. I know I was excited, as was a lot of other people, about seeing this match finally happen on WWE Raw. And I think the hype that uh, some people had from last week's non-match and just seeing these two fresh faces battle it out for one of the first times put a little bit more emphasis on the match in people's minds. Unless you watched SmackDown. Right, yeah. (laughs) There was a goofy finish. At least this one had, you know, a real start. It went like 15 minutes. It had a real end. And again, most people don't watch SmackDown. No, that's true. I don't watch SmackDown because I don't need to. No, Unless there's a match to. I get really good reviews on, then I'll go watch it. But as far as yeah. storyline progression, you don't need to watch SmackDown. And they tell you you don't need to watch SmackDown, so don't watch SmackDown. Except tonight on SmackDown, um, there's a supposedly a return happening. Mm. Not, a, not necessarily a big one. Someone who's been on TV for a lot. Skip ahead 30 seconds if you don't want to know. But Christian is apparently going to make his on-screen return tonight. So maybe he gets shoehorned into uh, the main event somehow. I don't see that happening. I don't see it happening either, but why date, Why put him back on TV now unless he's going to be in some type of match and the main event makes sense? Maybe he's going to battle, I don't know, who, Sheamus? Who, nah, who I, think Sheamus is, I think Sheamus is getting shoehorned in that main event. Oh, I think so too. I, I, think, I, think, I think the battle lines have been set and they were set last night. And I think... I think my call of Hunter leading the, the the authority is going to come into play because it'll both lead to a rift between him and Stephanie, and plus it'll be more star power for the main event. It makes sense that if you're going to do this angle where Vince McMahon on Raw last night said that if the authority loses, they lose power. So a couple of thoughts on that. But first of all, if you're Triple H putting the best team possible because you want to keep power, wouldn't you have the most faith in yourself? Yes, Put yourself in that match so you win, or at least you give yourself the best shot, especially when right now your leaders are Kane and Seth Rollins. Although well, in theory, Rusev well, is your best member, if he indeed 
accepts the invitation. I thought that, just to close that thought on the Stephanie and Lana segment, I thought that was excellent, that Lana did not cave into the authority. Like, oh, thank you so much for giving us this opportunity. We'll do it. No, she made Stephanie wait. It's a nice twist on the character that she has to go back to the Kremlin for permission. I, I like the fact that she made Stephanie wait. Like she's, it's not a mid Carter who's just going to do anything the authority says. She's going yeah, to make or her like wait. The, or like, yeah, or like they're, yeah, we're not beholden to the authority necessarily. Right. They do things on their own. I, I thought that was a nice touch. But let's get into these points about the authority, the losing of power, mm-hmm. Triple H, maybe wrestling on the show. Yep. Maybe wrestling on the show. You don't know. I think that gives you a better quality main event, not just wrestling wise, but more importance to it. But the the losing power aspect was added on Raw this week, where if the authority loses, they lose all power. Nothing that John Cena doesn't lose anything if he loses. No. Like, all the onus is on the authority to win this match. So you better mm-hmm. pick a good team. Oh, well, remember the, the the story of the WWE and Raw is the story of Stephanie McMahon. Right. But before we get into all that, okay. Remember when we had the general manager of Raw? Yes. It was Vicky, then it was Brad Maddox. Yes. Who was really in charge? Vince. <laughs> no, um, no. Who oh, was really in charge? Triple screen? H and Stephanie. Triple H and Stephanie. We're calling, we're calling everything. They were calling yes. all the shots. They were the ones yes. in charge when, when they didn't really have authority, but they were in power because they were the bosses of the GMs. Yes. Say they lose this match. Okay. And we're talking if this were real. They're right. still going to be the boss of any GM that's hired or any authority figure that's hired. Sure. So aren't we just right back to where we started? Uh, Sort of. It's going to become... I think I know where it's going to go. Um, But they'll they'll be cooled off a bit while they squabble amongst themselves so that eventually Stephanie and Hunt, maybe even Hunter can get redemption. Not in terms of a face turn, but in terms of going back into power. But uh, it'll create a vacuum and Paul Heyman will be the new shot caller for the WWE to build up that feud for John Cena because that's that's been the archetype of the WWE for the past 15 years I didn't put too much thought in the Paul Heyman angle and all this I, I figure I figure that the authority is losing I figure the authority is losing Series. and Vince Vince appoints Paul Heyman and then the and then you know, you get you can have your little promos about this guy doesn't know how to run a wrestling show. He only ran one in a bingo hall, so you can get your little digs in at him. And at the same time, Heyman can be awesome and more awesome than Stephanie on the mic and build the Cena-Brock rematch. I love how WWE always wants to bury people when a lot of the times they've spent more time in their own company than other places. Paul Heyman is more of a WWE guy now than he ever was ECW as far as time-wise. Obviously, he meant more to ECW. But time-wise, he spent more time in WWE than ECW. He spent more time... Didn't he spend more time in WCW than uh, ECW also? Maybe six years? Probably. Around there. But yeah, I mean, this... I don't know if that's what's going to happen. Before we get into the Survivor Series, and we'll talk about what we think might happen with the main event, who might actually be on the teams, and what possibly is going to uh, happen on the undercard. Uh, We'll finish Raw. Uh, We had someone on Twitter comment that they hope Bo Dallas, because Bo Dallas now is out for almost two months with an injury. That was announced on WWE.com. 
it's been about 10 years, so I don't know if too many people would remember it or if it matters. But they're calling for Bo Dallas to bring back the Randy News Network segments. <laughs> give updates on his health. Be super positive about it. I think it would play pretty well. I think too many people would call it a copycat of Randy Orton, though. Yeah. I, I don't know if that would go over so well. Uh, but let's play this call. So last week on Raw. Well, hold on. Let me let me finish oh, Raw. Let's finish Raw. Uh, I thought that it was kind of a mistake to have Ryback take so much damage in that Titus match. That was just weird, wasn't it? That was weird. I thought the distraction finish in the tag match was kind of weird. A weird choice, but I think we're getting a multi-tag match at Survivor Series. The the Miz and Miz down match? Yeah. Well, the 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 Diego versus uh the Diego versus Stardust oh, match. That, yes, that's right cuz they were Miz was on commentary for that one. Right. Yes. That was kind of weird. And then uh what did you think of the Big Show's promo? Okay. So, as far as that tag as far as all the tag title situation goes, I don't know what's happening there. We're getting a cage match with the tag team titles on uh SmackDown's tapings tonight. So, I have to figure that there's no way the the Usos are winning it back on SmackDown, but you never know. Um, I think it's just so Cody can do another moonsault off the cage and almost kill himself. I don't know if you can put all of the tag teams in one match at Survivor Series also, because we'll get to it. There's just not a lot on that show. But as far as the Big Show's promo, so the Big Show cuts... First of all, I hate the fact that they're still going with the story that Mark Henry turned just because of one bad tag. Yes, I, I, I read this, that what you wrote, so please go into your rant. You have two months worth of storylines that explain why they actually would have a rivalry right now. With the whole Rusev angle, you have a reason why Mark Henry would be mad at Big Show because Big Show kind of took Mark Henry's spotlight against Rusev and then failed just like Henry did while at the same time saying that he wouldn't do that and was putting down Henry. You have Big Show who just wants his friend back apparently in this promo. Are you kidding me? First of all, they feuded before and he can't even make up his mind within this two minute promo with Renee Young. First, he wants his friend back. Then he wants to knock his friend out of his life for good. And there's just a whole lot going on. I thought the Big Show promo didn't add anything to the Mark Henry contest. I thought it was getting Big Show on TV to fake cry because that's what they think Big Show is good at. Yeah. They think he's good at bringing the emotion into it. Just because the guy can fake cry about nonsense does not mean that there's emotion into it. All right, Big Show, I want you to do a promo and I want you to cry eventually. But I also want you to shoehorn the word betrayal in as many times as possible. Even if it's three times in the same sentence. He was talking about how he couldn't even begin to explain the betrayal from Mark Henry. The and then the next felt minute, like a betraying, betraying, betrayal, betrayal. But betrayal, the next betrayal. minute of his promo was explaining the betrayal of Mark Henry. <laughs> so which one is it? Can you explain it or can you not? The only thing that was missing from this promo was when he was getting riled up and when he was like, he, he rode on my bus. I was waiting for, he played with my kids. <sighs> I, oh, was I was not so, a fan of Big Show on the show, and then it they was so wordy, and then then they did that dumb Eric Rowan thing. The Eric Rowan thing happened on the Bellas segment. Oh, that's right. Young, that's but still the same was. thing. Yeah, Eric Rowan comes up, plays with Renee's hair, calls her pretty, and he's just <laughs> a backwards. Pretty. Yeah, he has a backwards uh, hick with no social skills. Yeah, when did Luke Harper get a Southern accent? Uh, maybe it's just that's what they want him to do. Okay, that's fine. It's just kind of instant. <laughs> I'm no. fine with it. It's it's where they came from. I, I just know. can't. I just can't believe nobody on that broadcast booth knew that was Luke Harper. That killed me. 
Well, like, really? The dude, the dude with the googly eyes? You can't recognize a guy with the googly eyes? Michael Cole is a journalist. If he's not 100% confirming something, he's not going to speculate. Except for all the times he speculates. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I was not a fan of the Big Show on this show. And then Mark Henry and Big Show proceed to have a, a slow motion match, if you will. When do I get some Bella on Bella crime? Well, after the 30 days are up. No, no, no. It's supposed to happen now. Well, not yet. You're supposed no. To, no, you're supposed to abuse this person when she's in your servitude. Well. That, that's the whole point of the stipulation. Yeah. But at the same time, they're sisters. Nikki is not going to kill her own sister, even though she wishes she was already dead. Yeah, well. I mean, you got to be reasonable nobody, here. Nobody, I don't want her dead. I want her humiliated. Yeah. Well, you'll, uh, you might get it. You might okay. get it in vignette form, I guess. I don't know how far I'm, they're going to go with it. That's what I'm playing on. We're eight days into this thing. We, I want twenty-two. I want thirty straight days of humiliation. But at the that's same what time, makes the stipulation work. Nikki has focus on that diva's title. She wants to. She wants to humiliate Brie, but not to the point where Brie might not, you know, get her the title. You, oh, you got to have boundaries. You're being rational. You Stop have, it. You got to have boundaries here. <laughs> uh, Randy Orton was completely laid out in the main event of Raw. He was given the curb stomp on the steel steps. He was taken out, left for dead. He's gone. Nothing, Much to Triple H's chagrin. Really didn't has, want to see that. Happen. Okay, go ahead. Nothing has entertained me more this two weeks than Seth Rollins taking RKO's. I don't know what it is about him taking that move, but I love it every time. I can't get enough of it. I you would have thought that Seth would have learned his lesson from last week. I would have liked if at the end segment where Orton was shaking everyone's hand then went to Seth that maybe he was he backed up a little bit, just stuck his arm out as far as it would extend and just kind of make sure that he was not going to get an RKO. You know what I want? I want him to get concussion tested because he's been taking so many of these and getting up so loopy. I just want some vignette where he's like, look, I've been getting hit on my head every week. Can I get tested, please, before you take me back down there? Were you surprised at all that Seth Rollins got the clean win? I mean, one with a backslide, no interference during the match, just clean as a sheet beat Randy Orton. I like that. I like when heels can get, I mean, this, I mean, there was a little bit of distraction within there, I believe, but I like heels getting clean wins because that means that they're an actual threat rather than they always have to cheat to win. I have no problem with that whatsoever. Yeah, no. And plus and plus it's the thing that set Randy off. I had no problem with this. I love the fact that they're they're building Seth up strong. Now, if you'd asked me last year, I mean, remember when 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 we all thought Seth was in the doghouse and then he started doing flippy doos over the ring when the shield turned face, and they all of a sudden he became the breakout star? I am flabbergasted, but yet pleasantly surprised at all this. Yeah, I mean Seth Rollins getting win. Hey, you got to do it. He's the heel on the rise. He's a great heel, too. He is a great heel. He's doing a, a wonderful great, job. A great snidely, whiplash, sneaky, weasley heel. I love it. But love he, still hasn't, he still hasn't taken his beating. So, I mean, as much as some were upset that Dean Ambrose wasn't the one who, to get to beat him, it, when someone finally does come back, and whether that's Roman Reigns or ends up being John Cena or somebody else, or Orton, when someone finally gives him the beating and beats him, it should be a big moment. It should be. Yeah. But speaking of big moments that should have been big moments that ended up not being such big moments were rushed title matches like Sheamus and Rusev. That's that's another thing. Why did they have them wrestle on the show if they were going to wrestle after the show? That just kind of makes it look stupid. You had time to fill for one. 
Well, you have a, <laughs> yeah, they don't have a full roster full of guys. They don't. Everyone else was on this show multiple times. They really didn't have anyone else. Unless you're going to throw Alicia Fox and Rosa out there to wrestle for 10 minutes. Sure. They really didn't have that many other people. So I, I can understand why you put them on there. And it's the mentality, like, the network thing was a whole separate episode. Okay. So you put the guys on Raw. You put them on USA. So that yes, way, but this title match is important. Oh, I know. Well, At least say it's a warm-up match or something that, that maybe Rusev needs a warm-up and Zack Ryder can provide it and maybe he gives too much of a test. They didn't play up the fact that maybe Tyson Kidd took a lot out of Sheamus in that match and maybe that's the reason he lost Well, the there was title. a lot of wrong about it. I like the fact that they're giving exclusive matches on the network because that's something you should do, make it feel important. I yeah. don't know if the title match that last night was the thing to do. Um, I like that Rusev won the U.S. title. That was a plus for me. We always thought it would happen. I just thought it would happen at Survivor Series. But I don't know that you do it after three hours of cable program no, either. No, I, if you want to give an exclusive match last night, give an exclusive match. Do the title matches when people have to pay for it. Or, yeah. you know, do a different title match. Put Dolph Ziggler out there in a title match for all I care. Just the Rusev title win was a little too quick. The crowd, after four hours of being in that building sitting down, was not enthused by this match for the most part. Half of them left. The other half was very quiet. Mm. So the crowd was kind of burnt out. Again, it comes into the timing issues that we've seen. I like the fact that they're giving exclusive matches. I don't know if that's the one I would have done last night. But since you did it, you know, if you're going to have it, Rusev winning was the right way to go. I'm glad they didn't give us a three-minute DQ that I was expecting. No, that was the best match of the night, I thought. I agree. I thought the Orton match was second. I thought that one was the best one of the show. And since it was on Raw, it's a brand new day, Rob McCarron. It's a brand new day. I wonder if they're going to repurpose the Ted DiBiase music or the legacy music. The It's a new day. It's a new generation. Maybe the Reverend Devon music. They might do that, too. This yeah. is such, this is such an insulting racially discriminatory angle. I'm just, I'm, I'm so over the fact that they don't know how to book minority wrestlers. I thought, I thought the promo itself, the vignette was kind of funny as the women take Xavier away from the microphone. I thought it was apropos because WWE has not given him the microphone his entire career. Like these (laughs) women are ripping Xavier away. He's trying to get the microphone back, but they won't let him like this was some kind of rib. Oh, the one time they gave him the mic, he was great on it, and it was on on main event on the network, and they did nothing after that. I know Dave Meltzer still thinks that they're going to put Kofi and Big E with him. I don't. I didn't get that at all from this vignette. I thought I, it was just going to be Xavier doing this gimmick by himself. I could. This, I could this, sense that you still have a group. I just don't know if it's happening. This aspirational step and fetch crap. I. I just. Uh, I, he probably said he was religious at some point, and they decided to do this he didn't have to say it I, I think they just assume he's a he's a black he's, man with an afro why wouldn't uh, he be a gospel preacher type <laughs> I'm, I'm just pimp, thinking what they're thinking <laughs> some writer is saying why don't we just give him the dancing singing I mean uh, maybe I, maybe it's I'm his idea it, maybe I'm, he's I'm gonna hope, like it well maybe he does something with it but I just he's 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 more he's Kofi 2.0 kind of or he's Ernest the Cat Miller. I don't know which. But. Some people some people want to claim that Rusev is a mid-card gimmick, which I don't I mean, I know last night didn't prove them completely wrong, but it's still he's, pointing in the direction he, that they're going to be wrong. 
They're right. not they're not wrong right now. How about that? It's an evolving gimmick, and it depends on how it evolves, and it's going to continue to evolve. No, those who are saying he's never going to be above a mid Carter are wrong lo- right now. Once he loses, Cena, once he loses to Cena, as the gimmick is right now, it's done. I I don't know if he loses to Cena the first time. Honestly, they've done that storyline before too, where Cena loses the first one, fights back. I don't they, know if Rusev loses the first one. Look, despite it being the best twist of last night, they have to get it away from Putin and yes, and the, and the Russian government. True. That is absolutely true. Because otherwise he's just a flag-waving, evil 80s heel. That's all he is. So with Survivor Series happening on the 23rd, 22nd or 23rd, whatever day that is. All right. uh, Right now we have the Team Cena versus Team Authority with Team Authority's power on the line. Mm -hmm. We do not have all the participants yet. A Raw that was built around finding out who would be on Team Cena ended up finding more participants for Team Authority than Team Cena. Yes. So we still don't know who's going to be in that. We we kind of have, I mean, I assume they're going to do AJ and Nikki on this show. Uh-huh. Like, I don't know if that was made official last night. I can't remember, but I'm pretty sure that's going to happen. That's going to happen. What else do we have? Do we have, we have Bray and Dean Ambrose. Bray and Dean Ambrose. We probably have a Divas tag title match. We have the tag team title Divas, match. Divas uh, Survivor Series match. The Divas Survivor Series match, yeah. I have to assume that's absolutely going to happen because they're going to have to fill time and they have all these women. Put them in a Survivor Series match. Right, we're, gonna, we're, we're going to have uh, the tag title match, whatever it is, maybe with four teams involved. Maybe, yeah. Um, we'll probably have the debut of the Xavier Woods character. And maybe some the way. debut of Luke Harper. Maybe the debut of Luke Harper. Maybe a wrestling debut of Eric Rowan. Maybe an NXT Rowan. match. There's a lot of maybes. Maybe, yes, there's a lot of maybes involved. Might even see our truth on the show. Um, when you're I'm lacking to... depth like this, you might put our oh truth on God. them. Oh my God! Yeah, they're just killing themselves with not having anybody because they've chosen not to. Yeah. Um, it's going a lot of recaps, a lot of video packages. Uh-huh. It's going to be, it's going to be a souped up RAW. That's all it's going to be. But as far as the main event, so on the Team Cena side, we have John Cena. We have Cena. Dolph Ziggler at this point. Mm-hmm. I gotta figure they're gonna put the Rye back in there. I do too. Yep. And who else? I mean, if the Big, Usos are not going to be on this team, who else is on this team? Big Show. Big Show, yeah. And Sheamus. Yeah. I, I think those would be my final two also, especially what happened last night. So And we, then on the authority side, it'll be Hunter, um, Rollins, Kane, Mark Henry, and Rusev. Yeah. If Triple H does not end up wrestling on the show, because it's still 50-50 that he doesn't, maybe even less so. If he doesn't work on the show, who's the fifth guy that you put on that team if Triple H is not a member? Do you put Rowan on that team? No. Do you put well, Christian on that team? No. I put put The Rock on that team. Put The Rock? Okay. <laughs> uh, Bring Mason Ryan back. Put him out there has, too. It has to be star power to me. Yeah. And uh, that's what, uh, who, has who else is out there? Batista. <laughs> but he ain't not going to come back and work for Hunter. I think Batista's done with the wrestling game at this point. I would be too. I think he's done. He beat out that dude from Game of Thrones for that Bond role. Yeah, he he ain't coming back. I'm sorry, Uh, but he ain't coming back. You know, there's there's no well due to the lack of territories. There's nobody you can really put on anymore that would, you know, Kurt Angle. Yeah, and with the storyline, you're not going to put an NXT guy on that team. 
No. Because he's not going to put unproven guys unless he's, you know, a Triple H, I run NXT, I know this guy can do it type of deal. I just don't well, see him putting NXT, NXT guy. Does, NXT doesn't have a major heel like that. Does not have a big-time heel that could do that right, right. now. Because what they've been using lately is Titus O'Neil. Titus O'Neil yeah. won't be on that team. Their heels, I mean, their 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 anti heroes are all faces, and their biggest heel is Bull Dempsey. Yeah, who's terrible. Yeah, I uh, I guess he kind of got to put Triple H on that team. Yeah. I'm very sad that Mercury and Noble won't be wrestling. Uh, I thought that was a prediction that might come true. I, you know, I I have a soft spot in my heart for them, but uh, here here's my other shot. I'm gonna call since Ryback and if Ryback and Rusev are both in this match, they get double count out. Yeah, I don't know if you do the pinfall. You loss. can't pin. You can't pin either of them, and yeah, they're building true. them up. They're gonna they're gonna battle the back to set up whatever for the next pay per view. We're gonna play this call. Uh, Taylor called in, left a message on our voicemail line, which you can do. Let's say things on Skype or two six zero four nine four three eight one one. Call Hold in on. anytime. Which, now, which, what are you delaying the call for? It's like which, we're delaying the talking about Bobby Roode as the TNA champion. Taz no, is gonna Bobby, call in and be like, "What's going just, on, guys?" I was just going to add in what you should do, Go not what it. you can do, what you should do. Please call. Please give us something to talk about, like Bonnie Raitt would say. Yeah, if you don't call in right now and go to shakethemropes.com for all the call-in information for those. If you don't call I- in right now, what's coming up after this phone call is we are going to talk about Jeff Jarrett. That is no <laughs> lie. So it is up to you to either spare us from talking about Jeff Jarrett or you get to listen to us talk about Jeff Jarrett. Or I get to talk to Rob, and, you know, who wants to do that? No one wants to do that. <laughs> Play the call. All right. Steve Mitchell from Voices of Wrestling. You can find me on Twitter at... I screwed that up. I'm going to start it over. <laughs> I screwed it up. I had all the volume down. Oh, you're... You may not have heard it. No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start that over. <laughs> he wants to get his name out there. Okay, so we're going to play this call and then talk about his theory and come right back here and shake them ropes. Hey, Rob and Jeff, this is Taylor C. Mitchell from Voices of Wrestling. You can find me on Twitter at Lucha Nerd. But I just want to call and uh, give you a theory on what I'm thinking about what's going on in WWE currently. So I have this theory that the WWE, and you can, you can determine whether or not you think I'm being facetious or not based on uh, afterwards, but that they have secretly employed Vince Russo behind the scenes uh, secretly, just like uh, the TNA did recently, uh, to just Based on the current storylines they've had, um, I, I just had the scenario play in my head where Stephanie and Vince were at lunch one day, and Stephanie's like, hey, Dad, uh, do you hear that CNA lost their TV contract because they're secretly employing Vince Russo for consulting? And then Vince was like, wait a minute, you could actually do that? And then he hired him, because let's look at it. We had a contract on a pole match, a signature of Russo's. We have this weird, wonky fellow twins storyline where one of them's their assistant for 30 days, very much akin to a Attitude Era storyline. Then we have this Hocus Pocus mumbo jumbo stuff happen at the end of the pay-per-view a Hell in a Cell, which is also very much akin to a Russo-esque storyline in the late 90s in the Attitude Era. It just seems a little fishy to me. No, I was just kidding, though. I'm just being facetious. I'll go and out myself. But what I do think is happening is it seems like if you guys remember, there's that episode of Raw uh, I don't know, it was like six weeks ago, I think, some somewhere around that time frame, that Vince had all the writers literally writing, rewriting the episode as the episode was going on. And it struck me that from that point that that report came out that he had those writers doing that, that from then on, 
we've had all this comedy nonsense happen in WWE on Raw, on Raw and SmackDown with Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins, and it seems like Vince's fingerprints on these episodes of Raw now seems like he's taking more of a handle of it. Have been very unfortunate because it's been so comedy driven and bad comedy, might I add. Uh, so I just wanted to hear your thoughts on maybe Vince McMahon having more of an influence in the writing than he has lately and how that's actually been a detriment to the product. But uh, I just wanted to call in, uh, into the show, and I know Rich Craig said this when you guys joined the Voice of the Wrestling Network podcast, and I just want to say the same thing. I, I think you guys have the, the best WWE-centric podcast out there, and I really look forward to listening to it every week. Talk to you guys later. All right, that was Taylor calling in facetiously. Awesome saying that uh, Vince Russo may be back. And I know for a while that some people were joking about that very fact because it was very Vince Russo uh, type shows being given to us, all starting with the contract and a pole match. But yeah, um, don't think we're ever going to see Vince Russo in that capacity again. But as far as Vince McMahon having involvement in the writing process, I don't think he ever left the writing process. Maybe he has more... Maybe the writers are writing for him more now than they ever have been. Uh, that could very well be a possibility because they're not going for long-term storylines anymore. Now, at least right now they're just going to entertain themselves <clears throat> and try to put well, one week of shows together one week at a time. I'll address the call. Um, I, I, I just couldn't see Russo blogging about raw the way he does and also writing it, writing TV, takes a lot out of you, especially high-pressure television where you have to continually generate, generate, generate ideas, and I just don't see him doing his little project and doing the same. I wouldn't be surprised if Vince occasionally shoots him an email or a text or gives him a phone call. Hey, pal, I got an idea here. Um, I thought for a while Ed Ferrara might be consulting because he's over being a professor at Full Sail University. So that's not a big jump to, you know, go by the performance center and, you know, go get on a conference call and say a few ideas. Um, but I, I don't, I think, I mean, if Vince is going to turn to someone, he really should turn to Heyman for, as a, as a kind of a sounding board and, and just, you know, go with that. But I don't even think he has a sounding board. I think he has his ideas and he goes with them. He goes with them. There is a, another pay-per-view company on pay-per-view, I should say, here in the U.S. with the announcement today that Jeff Jarrett's Global Force Wrestling is going to present New Japan Pro Wrestling's Wrestle Kingdom 9 awesome. on January 4th, 2 a.m. Eastern. It'll yes. also be replayed later on that night if you'd like to watch it at a more appropriate time for yourself. But it is going to be on U.S. pay-per-view as have been the rumors for uh, over a month now. But New Japan's Wrestle Kingdom, the biggest show of the year, is going to be on U.S. pay-per-view. Brought to you by Jeff Jarrett. Uh, ROH has gotten into uh, real pay-per-views this year. TNA pretty much has died with Bounded for Glory. And then uh, Global Force Wrestling coming in and bringing us New Japan. No word on who the announcers are going to be. There is going to be a Japanese language feed, so if you prefer the Japanese announcers, you will be able to choose that by issuing the uh, SAP button on your remotes. So, uh, yeah, New Japan's biggest show of the year will be on American pay-per-view. Jeff, are you going to buy it? Probably. Um, I, you know, I, I read something where, I guess, 
Ross's name was brought up, but they weren't going to fly him out there because of the costs and whatnot. And and this is one of those cases where it's the biggest show of the year. Atmosphere is very important in live sports, and Ross is a master of getting in with the momentum of a live crowd. Do not put him in a studio. Do not put any of your play-by-play guys in a studio, no matter who you get. Put them in the live audience and give them the feel of the actual event. Um, it'll be interesting to see if they can keep it under four hours because they usually don't. There's usually, you know, a half hour intermission in there and whatnot. But uh, yeah, sure. I mean, hey, if they hire uh, my friend Mark Warzeka, I'd be very happy <laughs> for him because he does the... Uh, Daily Motion Channel, the New Japan English commentary, and uh, he's very good at what he does. I've heard Matt Stryker's name bandied about. He was all right on Lucha Underground. Nothing particularly enticing to me about that, but you know what? He has his moments. But uh, no, I, I, I love it. I, if I can get an English feed of New Japan and its quality, go for it. Heck, put Mauro Ranallo on there. There's so many guys you could put on there and be good as long as it's not. My my fear is Michael Schiavello. I I just don't like him at all. But uh, no, and plus it's the it's their biggest event of the year. Um, it's their Super Bowl of wrestling, so to speak. I'll be buying it. I may not be watching it live, but uh, I'll be recording it and then uh, watching it the next morning. Yeah. If I had to put a bet on and. Obviously, this isn't anywhere close to the most important part of this deal, but if I had to put a guess on who the announcing team was, I would put a guess on Mike Tanay and Jeremy Borash or just someone totally unheard of, someone new. Maybe Jeff Jarrett can claim he's uh, you know, letting new guys take over and it's going to be would, a brand new day. Well, hold on. Would TNA allow that to happen? Um, this is all thinking that TNA will not be a company by then. Oh, okay. Because I don't think yeah, they're that, be a you know what that be that be that'd be a smart choice. If, be if TNA smart... is still around, yes, I think he goes with someone totally brand new. I don't think we're going to get Jim Ross. I don't think we get Matt Stryker. I don't think we get anyone that we know of. You know, I think it's going to be someone brand new. Lance Russell and Bob Cottle. Yeah, probably <laughs> not. Probably not. But yeah, the biggest show of the year for New Japan in the U.S. They Bring were... Chris Cruz back. Chris Cruz was fantastic. Get him in there. How about Rob McCarron? All right. I'm gonna send can, I be, can I be the color guy? God, no. What? We don't want people tuning away. Oh, how dare you? Well, you, well, how, you how dare I on this podcast where you're half of it? <laughs> well, look, your sultry tones hey. are very radio friendly and my nasally jokes. I'll be better than Lawler is or I ever know. was. He was stealing. He was stealing more heated lines. I'm listening. It's funny because I'm listening to. Uh, and. You know, just to mention another podcast, I'm listening to the lapsed fan go through the WrestleManias, and they had ten up today, and they're just and it's Lawler's first WrestleMania, and they're talking about how much stuff he steals from Heenan. He was stealing stuff all over Raw from Heenan. Brendan Need is a pest. Ask that to AJ directly. <laughs> okay. Sorry, I just we'll know rant these on things. Jerry Lawler commentary twenty years after the fact. Oh, he, well, no, 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 no. He was doing that. He was doing that on Monday. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Two. He, right. he, he's useless on commentary, but everybody on that commentary team's useless because they don't know because they they don't allow them to do their roles properly. But that's me, Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> I know how to pronounce Nakajima correctly, so uh, you know. You know what ticked me off? JBL rooting for Tyson Kidd and then going, "Well, I hope Sheamus still beats Rusev." It's like it's like went from heel to face. Like 
in the span of three seconds. He likes who he likes. He likes who he likes. Um, What were... uh, So we're still a couple of weeks away from Mm -hmm. Survivor Series. We'll go through our prediction the week before Survivor Series on... Hopefully once we actually have a card. And I still, you know, shudder to think what this undercard's going to be for this free purview. (laughs) They're not going to do war games. It's not happening. (laughs) I have some other ideas in the shoot that we'll talk about on next week's show too. Uh, so we'll have a lot of stuff to consider. Uh, anything else in the week of pro wrestling that you want to get into before we wrap it up on this week's Shake Them Ropes? NXT. Uh, do you find it weird that uh, Carmella's a heel while the... Uh, ah, that's right, Carmella. While, while Enzo's a face? I don't know if they really think that Carmella... I mean, Carmella definitely comes off as a heel. I don't know yes. if she's supposed to be. It's a little weird. Um. You know, she's nice to Big Cass, and Big Cass is the most likable one in the group, I think. Right. So she's kind of like this baby face that just is, you know, rude to Enzo, but she does that because they're, you know, close-ish. Well, she was a heel to Emma in the ring. That's why I yeah. asked. Yeah, I I don't know really what they're going to do in, in that aspect. I, I, don't, I don't know if they're... I have to figure at some point they're going to break those, you know, Carmella off away from Enzo and Big Cass. That was okay. just the way of the introduction and the storyline why she's in pro wrestling now. I thought for her, what was it, second televised match, it was pretty good. Yeah, um, it was the second televised match. The first one with blue pants wasn't really much of a match. It was just the finish. Leva. Yeah. Leva Bates. Um, yeah, I, you know, she she still has to work on some of her emotions. She's very, I mean, you knew she was sporty when she came from, I mean, she was a cheerleader for both the Patriots and the Lakers. So... That's a that's some championship tale right there, um, but not to get crass. That was pretty crass. Yeah, I know, and I apologize, and I immediately regret saying it. But yeah. I thought she was, I thought she did pretty well. Um, she she has the snotty thing down. Oh pat. yeah, I mean she's perfect to be a heel. I don't know what they're going to do with that uh, connection she has to Enzo and Big Cass yet. Oh but, yeah, she's gonna be a heel. What other quote? One other question. Uh, you watched the Rusev Sheamus match, yes? I watched the Rusev Sheamus match, yes. I watched it live in what? person. Yes, as did I. Well, I thinking, mean, I watched thinking I mean, it was on mute when it wasn't. It was just a really quiet Buffalo crowd. <laughs> what did you think of uh, Rusev's selling? I thought it was fine. Okay. It I just didn't notice like anything it... bad or good. Okay, it was odd to me because I had this thought and I didn't want to be too overly critical of it, but... When he was playing tired, it just seemed like he was just walking slowly and kind of standing around rather than "quote unquote" selling. That's what. So it came that's off what a bit tired weird to big me. guys do. Well, I mean, did he you was watch even Shane big... Carwin and Brock Lesnar? They go oh, slow. Yes, yes. I, no, I realize that's what happens, but I mean, he wasn't wobbly or anything. It was just kind of getting up and kind of waiting for a moment. Yeah. It wasn't. Yeah, I mean, because he was tired, he wasn't. You know, knocked loopy. Okay. I was just asking if you thought right. it was a little odd. No, I, no... I didn't think it was odd at all. I love the fact that they did, and they were trying to do near falls. You know, this okay. was a big match in this show. You know, Rusev blocks and counters the first 10 beats from Sheamus and just powers out of it. And, and they do this reversals of near falls. And I, I thought they were really trying to have that kind of epic match, like a pay-per-view main event type match. Don't and get me wrong. I thought the match was great. In a better okay. crowd, it might have come off better. But yeah, I, yeah. I didn't. I mean, Rusev was fine. Rusev, for how new he is, to not only the main roster, but pro wrestling in general, has a bright future ahead of him because he's doing all the little things correctly, I think. 
Okay. He's doing it all. I wish he would still show that more intensity when, you know, pre-match, post-match, you know, being the monster that he does on NXT. If he were to have an NXT match tomorrow, he would still be more intense in that NXT match than he is in WWE. I don't know if it's because he's not fully comfortable on the main roster yet or if he's told to subdue it a little bit or what. But, no, they're they're just questions where I sometimes doubt my own opinion. <laughs> I don't want to. I never come off as a know it all, but that was one of those times I was doubting my own opinion, so I was throwing it yeah. out there. No, I uh, no, I thought it was again. We we talked about it. best match on the show. Rusev, you're the, your new United States champion, your champion of America. Yeah, he's the American champion. He says you're the egomaniacal half of this show so egomaniacal and i'm gonna put a demo tape together send it to Jarrett, <laughs> and if i don't call wrestle kingdom 9 there will be hell to pay I by who manage. i don't know by who i don't know but there will be hell to pay let uh, me manage toru yano that'll wrap this week's uh, edition of shake them ropes we'll be back next week to talk more about the ongoings of wwe and whatever else may happen ROH Survival of the Fittest is this weekend, so we may talk a little bit about that Briscoes and the Addiction main event Ooh, on night yes. two. Yes, uh, yes, yes. So we'll get into all that. Follow us at Shake Them Ropes on Twitter, shakethemropes.com for all of our past shows as well as all our future shows. That'll do it for us. Rob McCarron here saying goodbye. The betraying is betraying of all betrayals. Here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations. Limited time only. Plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.